0: In this episode of Call to Marriage, I bring on TikToker Brie, and she talks about the pressures that can come from being a military spouse, the different stigmas that we seem to face, and what she does through her TikTok to combat that through her humor and candidness. This is such a fun conversation, and I am so excited for you guys to hear it, so let's just jump right into it. Hi there. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Call to Marriage. This new series that we're in is all about how to be a quote unquote good spouse and what that means and what that looks like and how it's just kind of a ridiculous phrase in the first place. And so today I have Bree on and Bree, if you want to introduce yourself and just let people know who you are, that would be fantastic.
1: All right. So yeah, um, my name is Bree. I am a licensed nail technician, but I am currently like full-time stay-at-home mom and a little TikTok on the side.
0: (laughs) So I found Bree on TikTok and I think your videos are one, hilarious. You look (laughs) at motherhood and life through this very satirical lens, which I just so appreciate, but also you're extremely relatable and just true and very raw and candid. And so I would love to know, um, how you met your spouse and how you became a military spouse.
1: All right. So, um, my husband and I's story is kind of funny because we grew up, um, like in adjacent towns in like small town, backwoods, Montana. Um, so our paths were paths crossed multiple, multiple times without us knowing um, whether he'd come to our school for wrestling meets and I'd be like helping run the wrestling meets and we'd go to like the same birthday parties and that kind of stuff and we had no idea until um, the summer before my senior year of high school, he finally reached out to me on Instagram. Um, a couple weeks later, we went on our first date to the county fair and as ridiculous as it sounds, by then, I think I already knew that that was probably the guy I was going to marry. Um, he probably wouldn't admit it right away, but yeah, I think he's <laughs> in the same boat.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's like a very
1: wholesome, all-American kind of story. <laughs> it, I, it really is. Uh, I yeah, backwoods small-town Montana. It sounds like a heart, like a Hallmark, Hallmark movie or something.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. It's like Christmas at the fair or something. Like right. That. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So like I said before, you've created this very raw, but humorous look into mom life, but also in a more niched and deep view of being a military spouse and a mom and all of these other things. And so I would like to know your opinion. What do you think are the biggest misconceptions about how spouses need to act in order to be a quote unquote good spouse? Um.
1: Yeah. So
0: <laughs> a, a I feel little like this story. is a loaded question, but yeah, well,
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I need to add some like backstory, um, just a little. Um when I started my TikTok account, it was like middle of um a deployment. My husband was gone. I had a one-year-old and my dog, and I was living with my parents, and I was also in charge of planning a move across the country to Georgia, which was the farthest place I've ever moved in my life. And I was like, you know what? I'm starting a TikTok. Like Mm -hmm. this looks fun. (laughs) I need (laughs) a little outlet because this is like the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. Like I was full steam ahead, struggle bus. So that's my little like backstory to TikTok. A lot of people don't know that I like started it when I was, I myself was struggling. So (laughs) when I started posting like military content, um, it was, it was so fun at first. And then all of a sudden it was like, bam, like I'm hit with this wall of like scrutiny and judgment and name calling. And I was yeah. so blown away by it. Um, it was so unexpected because I had not been exposed to that much. Um, I, I guess, cause I kind of kept to myself at our first duty station and I was pregnant and I just stayed inside. Like I really didn't talk to anybody. So when I reached out to like the online community like that, it was so unexpected. And at first I was like, this hurts my feelings, (laughs) you know, Um, because like these people don't know me, they don't know my life. Um, So I think that kind of, you know, it was was a setback at first, but I think that's really what fueled a lot of my content um, in addressing and changing these stereotypes and stigmas about military spouses specifically dependence, because we Mm -hmm. take so much heat it is insane Um, but i also like cope with humor so i wanted to create content that other spouses could really relate to because um this whole military spousing is like not glamorous at all and (laughs) sometimes there is very little very little sunshine and rainbows to be um enjoyed during the process so I think that's what really um, started it for me. Uh, and this, like, picture of a perfect military spouse is so often painted as like Wonder Woman. Like, they do it all. Well, and and men, but in my shoes, like, as the, the woman's spouse, uh, like, you're you're patriotic. You make your own money. You know, you do all the big sales. You do the frg um if you don't make your own money you're obviously a dependa as i would say Mm -hmm. uh you also are expected to like raise raise the children and coordinate all the moves then just overall hold down the fort while like your spouse is gone or other trainings um and you're you you also like you're supposed to adjust so well and make friends everywhere you go and that was just kind of like this image that people press on you. And I had no idea why I didn't get it because I didn't fit like many of those stereotypes other than like, I, I just loved my husband. Like we were together because we loved each other. And, um, I was not in any way (laughs) the perfect person. So I think that standard leaves a lot of spouses feeling so alone or like inadequate because we're held to a much higher standard than even just like spouses in the civilian life, in my opinion. I,
0: I agree with you. And I also like that you brought up that there, I think is this vision of what a military spouse should be. And then, like you said, you know, you, you loved your spouse and that was what made you a spouse. And I think I connected with that because I didn't see myself as that quote unquote, you know, vision of a spouse, that wonder woman, right. like I, I didn't fill those shoes. In my opinion, I just was with my spouse because I loved him and I wanted to marry him. And yeah, like that's right. Exactly. You know, yeah, and, and you brought up a good point too in that there's kind of this divide in views of spouses, and there you have the Wonder Woman spouse and you have the Dependa or the Dependapotamus, mm-hmm. right? And yes. I think there's this intense pressure on spouses, male or female, to mm-hmm. provide from a monetary standpoint, provide from a caretaker standpoint, provide from a like household managing, you know, yeah. standpoint to a volunteer standpoint. And when they don't hit all of those check boxes or buckets just perfectly, they're immediately cast into this category that's very negative and derogatory. Yes,
1: um, immediately. And
0: yeah, and it, and it's almost like, you can't win. Cause if you are this wonder woman side, you're seen as you're doing too much and you yeah, you're the overachiever. You're the overachiever. Mm-hmm. But if you do too little, you're not doing a, enough and you have just caused, you know, you you've caused your spouse so much stress probably. And you're so whatever, fill in the blank, yes. you know? And so I like that you touch up on that because I do think there is this weird divide in spouses and um, that just, blows my mind and so I would like to know why you think there is this pressure to be a good spouse and what that
1: looks like you know when it comes down to like what I've always thought about like where does this image come from because I know none of us none of us hold that standard like there's very few people that can are so well-rounded Um, they show up to every event they do the volunteering they do the home homemaking and they work you know it's Mm -hmm. it's so unheard of but it's still so expected Um, because I think like the few bad apples really set an image for the rest of us that don't fill in those blanks you know because there are there sadly some cases of people you know that they do get married because they wanted those benefits or whatever. Um, and so that kind of sets like a, a tone or a standard for all these spouses that if you don't work, you married for the benefits, obviously. Um, and really the benefits really aren't all that great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> I just like, what benefits? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like the, it's great. and you know, all that, like we can go to the hospital whenever we want. Um, but I don't know if I want half of those doctors working on me, period. Mm-hmm. So we... I don't know it's just kind of like this stereotype that no I've never seen it anywhere else in like the civilian world yeah of like holding this standard to people in general like just either whether it's wives or husbands working husbands or um like the the moms of like you know I guess it'd be like the private school moms that go to all the events and PTO and that kind of stuff. That is like the closest thing I've ever seen to what a military spouse is held to. And even that doesn't even like touch it all the way. So yeah, yeah, I think it's just been blown so far out of proportion that, um, we're held to the standard in every aspect and not just one. And that's what the pressure really is.
0: No, I, I completely agree. And you brought up a good, um, analogy with the civilian world and i want to quick touch on that too in that i think a lot of times in a civilian aspect a woman in the workforce it's like or anyone in the workforce is like yes you're contributing you're doing a great job you're you know you're you're right. adding to society if they're not working oh well they're finding themselves or they're figuring it out or they're doing mm-hmm. their best but at the opposite of that spectrum with military spouses is one a lot of times it's very hard to find a job because you're moving so often um, yes. and and the jobs that you can you can get with the skill set are very limited but it's you know it like you said there's just this weird standard that puts this pressure on spouses in general and it's not just a female thing like the pressure is on right. male spouses too and it kind of yeah. mind, it's just even more mind boggling but I feel like that is, there is a lot of pressure, but you've done a really good job about deflecting pressure. I feel like in, on your TikTok account, because it's, it's humorous and it's witty and it's clever. So I'd love to know, you know, apart from the negatives that you are met with, you know, in comments and things of that nature, what has been your favorite part so far of being a military spouse and what has surprised you about being a military spouse?
1: Um, You know, I, I would say like in the first year being a military spouse, I was like, you know what? I think I hate it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, uh, yeah, it just felt like there was so many unknowns. I never had like a solid, I never had a solid answer. Mm
0: -hmm. Like
1: one of my favorite quotes with the military is like, if they say it's written in stone, there's probably another stone. Yep. (laughs) So like it, so that that first year I believe is the hardest for every military spouse it's such a big adjustment um not only for your spouse going into the military but for you having to pick up and leave your family mm-hmm. so I think a lot of that was really difficult for me to come to terms with because I I wanted like stability um so it took me a little while but I really appreciate the whole like you have the opportunity to go to like all these places and it sounds so scary. (laughs) It's terrifying if you're ever in the position of being told that like, Hey, you're going to move across the country. Um, but in reality, I think that has been one of my favorite parts so far. Um, we get to go on these adventures together while we're young Mm -hmm. and it's paid for. I mean, we, I mean, you know, mostly paid for, (laughs) there's still a lot of stuff that came out of pocket, but not many people get to do stuff like that without that kind of opportunity. Um, And I think getting to do it together with like the person that you love. um, And if you have kids, you know, that kind of really tops it off. Like you're, it's kind of like just traveling with, with your family. It's just, it's a really new opportunity.
0: Yeah. And I love that. And that's, what I think I get most excited about when I think about like the future, because I am in my, or I guess just finished my one year as a, you know, military spouse or whatever. Mm -hmm. We just had our one year wedding anniversary. And that's been the big thing is, you know, where are we moving to next? Like, where are we going to go, go to the next place? Like, what are we doing next? And having that opportunity to look and anticipate what's coming. Yeah. Change is scary and change is hard you make (laughs) you make friends where you're at and then you have to leave your friends and you make new friends Mm -hmm. and you know you're gonna have to leave them eventually but being able to meet so many different people and see so many places that you probably wouldn't have seen yeah you know if you had just stayed where you were at I think just makes it so exciting
1: yeah and uh, another thing that I think like it, so when you're uprooted like with your one person that you love and trust like that's kind of like a make or break it on your relationship you know mm, yeah um and it, so it kind of like either molds you into like this power couple like you're fully reliant on each other and um I, I feel like that was just kind of something that really boosted our relationship even though it was terrifying at the time he was still overseas when I was like in the process of moving across the country like mm. uh, i feel like i blacked out for six months straight um <laughs> <laughs> like i don't remember a whole time frame there but once we were here and settled um it's scary not knowing people and not having any connections really and you're really reliant on your partner yeah. um and if you're in a good relationship and a good marriage that kind of really like strengthens your bond um And I think that is a really cool and like unexpected factor. I wasn't really thinking about beforehand that really pushed us in the right direction too.
0: Oh yeah. I say all the time that I feel military couples experience in one year of marriage, what non-military couples experience in like five, because there's so much going on. Everything (laughs) is super condensed. It's you're super stressed. You're learning how to communicate. You have to learn how to Mm -hmm. communicate well and, you deal with separation at short notice and all of these different things that can kind of pile up. So yeah, you, yeah. you do learn very quickly, but I think that's also beautiful too, in that you're able to mm-hmm. develop a deeper bond faster than, um, quote unquote, normal couples do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like a fast track mm-hmm. of like, you're either going to be really strong after this, or this is not your person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Just terrifying. But (laughs) if you know, when you're with the right person, it's, it's kind of a thrill. Yeah, definitely.
0: So I love to ask this final question to everybody that I interview because I think it's very, one, it's fun for me to hear the different responses, but two, I think it's really helpful just to kind of get a more rounded perspective and have better expectations going into these things. So if you could go back to the day that you became a military spouse the day that you said I do you bump into younger you about to go down the aisle what is a piece of advice that you would give the younger more naive
1: you (laughs) oh boy (laughs) I'd have to take her out for coffee Um, no I'm just kidding um you know so as somebody that is such like a planner and like I need the structure, I, I just need to know. Like I just need to know what we're doing all the time. Um I think if I even I feel like I stressed over the most ridiculous things in terms of like uh random, random training events that would come up that were inconvenient. Um, or even just not knowing like when he'd get off of work, like those little kinds of things really got to me in the first you know, six months to a year because I am such a planner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely go back and tell myself, like, you know, just let go of what you cannot control and don't sweat it because, um, it's just, if it's not in your control, it's not worth stressing about And um, one of my favorite, uh, like quotes that has been like really, um, I guess impactful in my journey, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is. That if you stress too much about something, like you're basically putting yourself through it twice. Um, and it's oh. even worse if it didn't even turn out as bad as you were expecting it to. So like you really just put yourself, um, drug yourself to hell and back basically. Um, <laughs> and that would have saved me a little extra energy to put elsewhere. Um, but also something that was really hard for me is um I it's not so like I'm kind of a people pleaser in terms of like I I'm overly nice and empathetic and I don't want people to not like me you know what I mean yeah Um, and I feel like everybody experiences that to some extent but I think if I could go back and tell myself like don't you know don't care about what other people have to say or assume about you or your relationship um because a lot of times those like people that are saying those things are coming from their own place of insecurity, and it took me a little while to like accept that and realize that because uh, it was offensive, you know. Yeah. Um, their own places of insecurity, like of failed relationships, or, or or if they're like toxic and they attract the wrong kind of people, and they're just pressing out this like negative energy on other people because they hate seeing people in like good, healthy relationships if that's not what they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are the only one that truly knows your relationship. So like, let them talk, you know, sad people that they, they're always going to have something to say, whether you're doing all the right things or, you know, nobody's perfect. So it's really just a, a reflection of themselves and not me. I would have told myself like, relax, it's yeah. not about you. It is, it is a 100% their problem. Um, that would have, that probably would have saved me some, uh, some stress as well. <laughs> Definitely. I, that's all
0: really good. I love the quote about the, the stressing too much. You're putting yourself through it twice. Cause I think yeah. I definitely, I am also one of those planners. I need to know everything before everything happens. <laughs> and so obviously with military life, that's a little, um, it's not very, uh, what's the word I want to say? It's not a good expectation to have. That's what no, <laughs> And it really, um, like
1: breaks you down yeah. very quickly, mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah.
0: Oh Yeah. But Bree, I think this has been such a wonderful conversation. I love that we've been able to talk about the different pressures of military spouse and how military spouses have this weird pressure on them that I think you and I can both agree is just a little ridiculous and that if you are doing your best- you are a good spouse. (laughs) Bottom line, Mm -hmm. you don't need to be Wonder Woman. You're not a dependipotamus. If you can't do the Wonder Woman things, you are doing your best and that makes you a good spouse. And so I'd love for you to tell everybody what you have going on, where they can find you, how they can interact with you, all of that good information.
1: All right. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Like this has been really fun (laughs) and something I have been, you know wanting to reach out to people about, um, because I know how lonely it can be. So I think this is really a great outreach opportunity. Um, so what I'm up to now, I'm basically just working on my TikTok. I feel like that sounds so, so lame. Um, (laughs) but I'm, I'm approaching 200,000, which is like is absolutely mind-blowing to me it blows my mind that that many people are even interested in my life um but i I can't really take all of the credit uh because a lot of them are there for my son lincoln Mm -hmm. Um, he's adorable. but it's okay because he's (laughs) cute (laughs) and he is an absolute uh crack up he is hysterical so why not share him with the rest of the world Mm -hmm. um yeah so my TikTok is Brie underscore MCJ. If anybody's interested, same with my Instagram. Um, I am, um, like my DMs are always open. I'm just not the best at getting back to them um, within like a day. I'd say like two to three business days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. I think that's that's mostly what I'm working on right now. It's not really the life path I ever would have imagined for myself. Like I'm kind of like a shy, awkward person and I did not expect having a platform, Um, but it has proven to be really fulfilling to me to see people like smile and um, like if they reach out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, like, thank you for sharing content that like not a lot of people talk about. Like this military life is not glamorous. So yeah, that really makes me happy. If I help just one person, like I'm totally happy. So that's what I'm up to.
0: I love that. And I, of course, will link all of um, Bree's information on the Instagram post. I'll tag it and you'll be able to see it all there. Um, And we are actually recording this a little bit before this episode comes out. So who knows where you will be by the time that (laughs) this comes out, which is super exciting. But again, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast. And I love bringing people on that have a similar passion to mine, which is just helping spouses feel like they're not alone and gives information and resources in a positive way, which I do so appreciate your TikTok for doing that. Because again, I think it's just hilarious and your son is adorable. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) So again, thank you for coming on. If you are- a spouse and you have questions or you need help and you just kind of want someone to take you along, Um, you can always reach out to call to marriage at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram. At Call to Marriage. My DMs are open. I am more than welcome to be a shoulder to lean on or cry on if you're going through a deployment or help you maintain your sanity through a crazy PCS season, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, and again, this whole series is about being a quote unquote good spouse, what that actually looks like, and just different support for you as spouses, male or female. So again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you so much to my listeners for supporting us and commenting, leaving reviews on Apple podcast. It makes such a huge difference. So I will talk to you all soon. Bye.